Today on episode 484 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we chat with our friend Jackson Carter. You know, the last time he was on the podcast, back in 2017, he has been up to so much, Chrissy. He has. Uh, we get to find out, you know, why he got let go from the radio, and now about what a brand new YouTube adventure that he has going on, a brand new YouTube channel. He, he uh, He's doing pretty much full time. He's entertaining as fuh. I'll let you imagine what word I wanted to say. We also get to talk about a true crime walking tour that he's starting here in Salt Lake City. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know you're excited about that one. I am so excited. I already signed up to be on the waiting list. (laughs) We're going to get into that conversation here in just a minute. But before we do, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, I'm Chris Hollifield. And we're the hosts of the show today. If you're a longtime listener, you know us and you know this podcast. Thanks for coming back. And if this is your first time listening, you might be asking yourself what it's all about. We're here every week with a brand new episode where we get to showcase awesome people doing things in Salt Lake City, Utah and surrounding areas. We get to talk to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. Like people like Jackson that we're going to get into here in just a minute, but I want to read an Apple podcast review, Chrissy, that we got here. Uh, Let me pull it up here. It, uh, it's been a minute since we've got an, an Apple podcast review, so I want to read this. This is from PWBD. It was left May 10th. It says, great content and host and worth checking out. It's titled, Utah's Source for All Things Awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. So like, hey. That really, even just, you know, that review makes it all worth it. All right. Here's that conversation that we had with Jackson Carter. So stoked to have him back on the podcast. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. Let's get into it. Okay, so Jackson, the last time you were on the podcast, I had to look this up. Whenever somebody returns to the podcast, visits us again, I'm always like, when did they come? Okay, so October 1st, 2017, you were on episode- Has it been that long? Yeah, episode 297. You came to our old old studio. Yeah, the old studio. Oh, are you guys not there anymore? Oh, goodness, no. We're on like studio number three after that. (laughs) Oh, God, (laughs) probably a lot you know, we we're actually out of our house right now. Um, right, we we we've moved everything there just through the the years. We've we've tried to move it around, and then eventually, when we bought this house, we were like, let's just podcast out of the house, and it's been awesome. It's been nicer to just be able to do it here than not have to drive somewhere and and all. Oh, that. I'll I'll tell you what, the best thing in the in the world is that my home office is in my kitchen. I just roll out of bed first thing in the morning, and then it's bam right to work. I don't have a commute. It's lovely. So, well, let's get into it, man. So Jackson, I mean, do you care to talk about the radio at all? I mean, so you stopped, you stopped doing the radio sure. in what, Feb- February, right? Was that February, February or yeah. February? I mean, we could go as deep or as little. I, I don't know. I mean, do you, what happened? What's going on, man? So, How has your life yeah, changed I, since the last time we heard from you? Oh, it's wild. I'll tell you. So it, it felt really weird and it was very unexpected because through 2020, we were actually talking about this before we started recording, but uh, through 2020, I had like one of my best years. We won an award my morning show did that I was working on for best radio show in Salt Lake. And I think I like, saw your I had face done- on like a billboard. Oh, yeah. We had billboards running. We had like we were growing quite the little TikTok following like things seemed like they were going really well. And then beginning of February, I got sat down and just just told February 19th is going to be our last show. And the thing is, like, nobody right now is COVID proof. Everyone's having a really hard time adjusting to 
whatever weird world we're living in right now. And radio, unfortunately, is just a ratings game. Our bread and butter was like parents taking their kids to school uh, in the morning. And without, you know, in-person learning and without people going to work, we just didn't have any ratings, even though our digital presence was doing really well. Radio is live or die by the ratings book. And unfortunately, we, we got swept up in that. Yeah, it's still kind of based on the nuclear family method of marketing. (laughs) No. You know, like, if are you at home at five o'clock? All right. Oh, exactly. Well, and it's and it's crazy, too. Like the you'd think it would be outdated by this point or that by now we'd have a better way of measuring how many people are listening to what. But they're they're not interested in changing it. And the people who pay for advertising, that's all they care about. Like that's that's all they want to know are what your ratings are. Someone said something to me today that found so interesting. Like they said, um, for people like that, like in the radio uh, up top, their their money kind of keeps them uh, attached to the old system because that's where it came from. And so they have a hard time adopting and being in touch with a little bit more of the people because they're kind of in, you know, in a different world. For sure. I think a big thing that really hit radio hard before the digital thing. Obviously, we know video killed the radio star and the radio has been, you know, quote unquote, killed a hundred times by this point. But I think but that, it like, just the real... it's like a cockroach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But a I really think, like, good cockroach the... that I love. Yeah, exactly. It's a fabulous cockroach. It's a cockroach that you've become familiar with. It has a name. It's you let it live in your kitchen. Uh, but the... <laughs> there you go. The, the problem is back in the day, ratings were based off of like people actually writing diaries. So they would react to things and react to shows. And you actually got like an emotional element to it. But when they switched over to these like little robot pager boxes that people wear and scan for codes, it took the human element completely out. Now it's just measured every quarter hour is, is precious. And if you lose that quarter hour, that affects your bottom line, and that's when they start getting nervous and cutting shows and stuff. That's unfortunately kind of what happened to us. Yeah. My, my question, though, is why would they cut you right when everybody's going back to work? So now people are going to need to be listening to the radio. So, of course, like your numbers were down last year because everybody was gone, but now we're right. getting back to work. So who's going to be there instead? Are they not going to have a morning might, host or what? It might just take a little while for the numbers to bounce back up for them to start reestablishing enough shows that they can actually afford to. Uh, Cause I get it. They don't have the money to pay for all of the, the, um, the talent and everything to right. cover all we, those and shows. That, we were a three person show. So it definitely was an expensive thing. I also think that they had just a different vision we did a very unique show. We were weirdos, <laughs> to say the least. And unfortunately, that doesn't speak to everyone. And they, you know, I think we're thinking about rebranding anyway. And honestly, to your point, Chris, I think the ideally now would be the best time to change it. That way you can work out the kinks and on your new show and, and get everything worked out before people get back in the car. Then you they're sitting down to a show that's been on for a little while. It's established and it's polished. So I think that's what their thought behind it was, which might explain the timing. That makes so sense. they're thinking of baby bringing you back then, or is there any, no chance of you ever going back there? Oh yeah. No, they, they have a new show on. In fact, it's uh. I don't know if you remember the show that was on before uh, my show was called John, Justin and Chantel. And I took over for Chantel when she left. Chantel got hired back. So now it's John and Chantel in the morning. And like, I'll tell you, I, 
It sucked. <laughs> Getting canned sucks. Like, it's never easy. And uh, there was a long stretch of time where I wasn't shaving or getting out of bed or anything. But It's like going through a I don't, breakup. It really is. It really is. And like, it's been, but even worse, because I put dating on hold for this job. Like, for the last five years, this job was... It wasn't just a job. It was like my passion. Like it is my calling. I did. I've never loved anything as much as I loved working on the radio. It was, it was my number one thing. Uh, and it, it sucked to not be able to do it, but I don't hold any ill will towards John and Chantel. I think that I, John's like one of my best friends for years. Chantel, I know was very good on the show before I took over. So, and she's like a good friend of mine. So, like, I don't have any problems with them. I think people want there to be, like, a drama behind it. There's not really. It's just I'm not really paying attention. I'm really trying to focus on my own stuff right now. That's a good way to do it because everywhere you go, there's always going to be business politics as usual. But that doesn't mean there's necessarily drama. Right. Exactly. You, you were at the radio for five years? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually... I was when I got hired, they gave me like a two hour shift on Saturday nights. And from there, I had to just slowly work up about a year later. I got hired as the morning show stunt boy. So John, Justin and Chantel would send me out to shoot that. Do you know what shoot the tube is? Are you familiar? Uh, That that, uh, that, that place where people go to shoot the uh, in in those inner tubes, uh, like the water thing, right? There's a drainage tube by uh, two fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Over on uh, Suicide Rock. So if you're driving by 215 going up Parley's, there's that big, beautiful, like, spray-painted rock right there. It's They call it Suicide Rock. There's a drainage pipe that goes from there under the 215 down into Tanner Park, the dog park. That's where it lets out. But it's probably like a half mile, quarter mile in the complete dark. You don't know what's going on. They sent me out to shoot that. <laughs> you So you go down oh that on gosh. inner tubes. Like they, they had me doing crazy, silly stuff to get publicity for the show. And then like a year after that, Chantel left. And that's when I took over. I did morning show for like three years. That's so wild, man. Cause I remember, I mean, yeah. I remember obviously back in 2017 talking to you about it all, but it's just crazy that it's been so long. So I know it's wild. Let's talk about the listeners or share with the listeners uh, what you got going on. Nightcap with Nightcat. Did this start? Say that five times fast. Did this start because <laughs> you got let go from the radio or when did this start? When they talk about uh, obscenity on the radio, like there's here's what the FCC will allow. They'll allow a fair amount, actually. And then like this is what the the audience will allow. And then this is what the company will allow. So. I always felt just like really boxed in, even though there's content that I think would be totally fine and that the general public would be fine with. It might be just like a little too spicy for the radio. So I always had this idea of doing like a morning show at night where I could take the stories that we might not be able to use on the morning show and just basically do a radio show on YouTube. And so that I had that kind of in the works already for like a month, month and a half. Uh, so luckily it was established, <laughs> but yeah, that was just like a, that was just a project that I had planned on doing for a long time and finally had the time in 2020 to pull it off and do it. So that's been just a blast. That's, it feels like the night side project for the new world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I know. Well, and it's funny. So like Nightcat is just, it, it's just not even a, a thing. It was my nickname on the radio sometimes because we always, but when we were playing games to answer a question, we'd buzz in by saying our name. 
And John, my co-host, would always ask, so how are you going to buzz in? And every day I'd say, well, Jackson, I'm going to buzz in Jackson. But then out of the blue one day, I said, Nightcat. And it threw him off. And I was like, well, the listeners know me better as Nightcat. And then suddenly I have like mountains of texts from listeners like, oh, Nightcat. Yeah, we've been known him for years. So like, it's just a weird nickname that I picked up completely out of the blue and it stuck for a while. So I wanted to take that and and integrate it into my nighttime radio show. Explain to people listening to I Am Salt Lake listeners that have never watched your YouTube channel. I mean, I guess you kind of explained what it is, what what the theme of it is or what you talk about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of comedy, it's talk radio, but it's more adult. It is. I guess you would say adult theme, not adult It's a show theme, where we talk about toys, boys, and life's other joys. <laughs> she knows the tagline, oh, toys, yeah. boys, and like, life's boom. other joys. You nailed it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I got really into uh, toy collecting over the pandemic. Like since everything was shut down except for the thrift stores and eBay, I got really into tracking down all the Harry Potter toys I had when I was a kid. And then once I found all those, I just kept finding other stuff that was really cool. So I've become like a thrift store wizard and I like to get onto YouTube and show off all the cool stuff that I find. So like we have a segment called Sunken Treasure where it's like a toy review and I show off all the cool stuff that I've found at thrift stores. And then we do a segment called The Litter Box and that's like stupid criminals, stupid news, that sort of thing. Like traditional sort of like radio stuff, but I try to keep it really Exactly. Yeah. And hey, here's the thing. I watch and read all of the garbage news so that you don't have to. I only want to show you the best stuff. Uh, that's a, it's a public service that I'm providing to, to everybody. <laughs> You're a filtration service for us. Thank you. You're so welcome. But yeah, it's it's like pop culture, entertainment, toy review. Mostly it's me just telling stories like that's just the thing that I've always been the best at. It's the thing I'm the most passionate about. So I find the stories online and then I take them and tell them like they happen to me, basically. You know, like it's uh, it's just like a really casual vibe. It's just friends talking is is what I'm going for. Hey, it's that time of the podcast where we're going to take just a couple of minutes and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. I love talking about it because I love talking about cannabis, you guys. UtahMarijuana.org. Hey, they are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. Hopefully you guys are listening to my other podcast, Utah in the Weeds, the one I do with Tim Pickett. He is the guy behind utahmarijuana.org, and they are a sponsor of this podcast, so it's really cool. utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they make getting your medical card easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. And I also want to add that Cannabis has given me my life back. And thank you to utahmarijuana.org for being so awesome and allowing me to come in and be a patient. It has helped me with my PTSD so much that I'm actually able to live in the moment finally and enjoy what we're doing, like talking about utahmarijuana.org. So <laughs> that's, yeah. So with over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Remember, that code is GREEN25. It's going to give you $25 off your first visit as well as show them, hey, I love listening to I Am Salt Lake. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. 
I'm a listener. So I'm, you know, that way they know they came from this podcast. And if you're in the North Salt Lake Bountiful area, check this out. UtahMarijuana.org has a location right next to Costco there, right next to Costco and Bountiful, 580 West, 100 North, number four. So depending on where you're located in the valley, they have a location just for you. So isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Probably my favorite name for something that you have, I have to address, morning announcements. Do you love that? Yeah. I was like, you do not. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Thank you. Tell us about the morning announcements. Uh, There was like a week after I got canned where... I'd wake up in the morning and biologically my body is awake at 5 a.m. every day. It doesn't matter anymore. Like I've, I'm so conditioned. And so I'd get up and I'd putter around the house and there's only so much coffee you can drink before 10 a.m. Honestly, like you, you gets real old. So I needed something to do in the mornings. And I just said, well, if I'm already doing a radio show on YouTube, why not actually do a radio show on YouTube? So now I go live on YouTube every morning. It's about a 20-minute stream where I get on, I talk about the top pop culture news. That's really more of like the entertainment news, movies that are coming out, stuff like that. It's really big celebrity gossip, but I don't I personally don't love all the celebrity gossip, so I really only like to chew through the best of it. Otherwise, I don't really care what Sean Mendez wore on his walk to 7-Eleven the other day. You know, <laughs> that's not the kind of celebrity news I'm into. But if someone gets into a fist fight with a paparazzi, that's when I'm involved. That's when it Me starts too. getting real good. Me too. That's, yeah, exactly. That's where the meat is. <laughs> exactly right. So it's 7 a.m. every morning, 7 hour time, Mountain Standard Time. I wake up, we go live, and uh, we play games, do prizes. I talk about random facts. It's basically, like I said, just... A radio show condensed into a live stream. And I'll tell you, I, I keep that one a lot more family friendly. It's I, something I know that it's stories that I think parents would be interested in, but that they wouldn't mind having letting their kids listen to as they get ready for school in the morning. The vibe for Morning Amiantis is really like your fun gay uncle came over and is helping everyone get ready for school. So like I sit down, I have coffee, I gossip with the mom, and then, you know, I tell a random fun fact about sharks for the kids. And then it's like, all right, have a great day off to school. It's really a good time. You're like the uh, you're like a a human Alexa skill. (laughs) Yeah. Jackson. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you know, we're going to see more and more radio personalities doing this as they get laid off because they'll realize, hey, I can create my own thing, whether that's a YouTube channel or whether that's like just a pod, an audio podcast or whatever, because there's so many outlets now. There's so many things at your fingertips. I mean, it looks like I mean, I was I was looking at your audience. I mean, you got some comments. You got some good action. You got yourself an audience built up on YouTube. It's pretty cool, man. Outside of radio, I've spent the last 10 years working in entertainment. I started when I was 21 in reality TV. Before that, I was doing community theater. After reality TV, I was doing live events. I was uh, meet and greets and photo ops and stuff like that. And I I traveled the country doing obstacle course races and motivational talks. And then after that, I got into doing live animal shows and I would like take alligators and snakes to schools. And I would I, I learned really fast how to keep an audience's attention and how to build one. So I even though I definitely thought that my career would end up in traditional media, I'd find another radio job. 
that just when I got canned, that just didn't happen. I applied for it's been almost 200 jobs that I've applied for. I've gotten one interview. It's rough picking right now, but it has been so nice to have some sort of creative outlet to put everything into. And, and the fact that all of these radio, like you said, all these radio personalities are now going to have these platforms. We get to just take what we've always done, the stuff that we know, the stuff that we know works and, and build something that feels professional. And, and that's always been my goal. I want it to look homemade professional. Like my aesthetic is very DIY, but every episode I'm very passionate about because, and I bring that same passion to what I do now that I did to all of my jobs before. That's awesome. I have to ask you about this true crime walking tour you're doing in downtown Salt Lake City. What what what's what is um, this? This is wild. I mean, I, I gotta do this. Yeah. I, I, I want to go, man. Hell I want I want yeah. you to I want you to lead me. I want you to be my tour guide. Oh, let me tell you. Uh, this ended up being it was a fever dream I had one night. I just woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I'm gonna show everyone where murders happened. And uh, I did some test shows recently, and it was incredible. So I don't know if you've really like. Are you in Chrissy? I know is into true crime. Do you uh, watch a lot yeah. of the true crime, Chris? I, well, I watch it occasionally from time to Wait, time. I'll catch a I, podcast or something yeah. on Netflix or, or something like, like that. Force yeah. a story on him if it's interesting enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If something really good comes along, you know, like abducted in plain sight or something, stuff like that, you got to stay on top of. Right. Well, exactly. But I, I've been super into true crime since I was a kid. My mom, every morning we'd wake up and as she got ready for work, she wake me up. I'd get ready for school and then I just sit in her room and wait for her to get ready. And we'd watch court TV all morning. Like I remember at nine or whatever, watching the Lacey Peterson trial, the Scott Peterson trial, like end to end coverage in the courtroom every day. Like that's just how me and my mom bonded. And uh, something that I always noticed watching like these cold case files or whatever is so many of them take place in Utah. And it, by the studio where I worked but, uh, in Broadway Media, I was learning more and more like, oh, that there's a, a hotel over there where a woman threw seven of her kids off. And like within a, a walking distance of that, like a stone's throw away, the judge building where Mark Hoffman from Making a Murderer, he blew that building up. There were so many true crime locations within a mile of each other, just smack downtown. And I know I'm not the only weirdo that's really into that sort of thing. So basically, I just invited my YouTube viewers down. I was like, hey, let's meet up at a bar and then I'll walk you around and I'll show you all the cool stuff. And it went really well. And so I'm working with the city right now. I submitted my business license and everything and they're not sure what kind of permit I need. <laughs> I reached out to the permit <laughs> office say, and I was hmm. like, what do, how do I do this? What do I do? And they were just like, well, I don't know, maybe talk to special events. And they kicked me around. So once I figure out how to do it, they will be back. And ideally, that'll be my summer job is just showing people all the horrifying things and then hopefully getting them back out, rest, eating at local restaurants, drinking at local breweries, that sort of thing. That's... Because I don't know if you've been downtown lately, it's finally starting to feel alive at night again, and it's it's going to be nice to get people back out there this summer. We oh, need yeah. to connect you with uh, Danny B. Stewart. He does Provo Ghost Tours. He does these walking uh, <gasps> Provo Ghost tour. Tours in Provo. He might be able to kind of give you some good ideas Dope. and good tips. Danny oh, I was B. thinking Stewart. like I wrote all it in down. one because I want Yeah, it. Danny B. He, he was on the, an episode <laughs> of I Am Salt Lake. Uh, I can connect, I can connect you guys even, you know, 
But uh, and I anyway, love ghost stories. I'm ready to talk about ghosts with anybody. So. Yeah, well, you know, because he does the walking tour thing, so I thought that might be able to help you out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, that would be awesome. Thank you. No, you bet. I've always thought, man, I need to do tours of Salt Lake City oh, or something man, yeah. like that. But there's uh, so much yeah. interesting stuff, but you're like it gets overlooked for some reason. All of these oh, crazy things sure. have happened. There's lots of interesting things to see. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it though. And that's that's kind of like I love this town. Like I had to apply for radio jobs. I love jobs. that you called it a town. <laughs> it's our town. Like this is it this is, is my it's hometown. Town. It's a large town. It's like town. the biggest small city. You know what I mean? It it really yes. is. Uh, I lo- I love Reno. this place. Thank you so much. But uh, I was applying for jobs, and like they were cool cities. Like I was applying for jobs in Austin and Memphis and and Atlanta. Like places that I'm sure I'd love to live, but every time I hit submit, like it, it broke my heart a little bit that I was going to have to leave Salt Lake City because I just, it's just the best place. I love it. And if I can get these true crime tours going and, and off the ground, I'd love to stick around and just make, like, make everyone fall as in love with this city as I am in love with this city, you know? By showing them where they could be murdered. So, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have a, um, <laughs> We have an I Am Salt Lake community, a Facebook group. Once you start giving these tours, please come in there and post about them. Please come in oh, there yeah. and, and let us know where we can go to sign up or where we can get tickets or or, or where you we can, you know, how we can do it. So so we'll kind of keep an eye on that. I actually, right now, uh, I have a waiting list. So I've, I'm compiling just names and emails. And then as soon as I hear anything back, I'd like to get them basically kicked immediately off. So I'll be emailing anybody who's on that waiting list. If you want to get on that, that's on my link tree. And I'll make sure you get the link tree for that. But Okay, and I love your link tree website. Oh, thank you. But let me tell you, I have a real website now. You can get there as well, nightcatshow.com. But the link tree is so nice because it literally just lists out like, oh, do you want to follow me on Instagram? Click this button. It's just a list of buttons. You know, I, I love totally. the link tree. I'd highly, if you're a creator looking to get into something, but you don't think you need a full fledged website yet, because not a lot of us do if you're just posting links to episodes and stuff. Just get a link tree because then you can post about it on Instagram and then just use that image over. It's a great tool. I'd highly recommend it. I should look more into it. I've seen people use it and talk about it, but never tried it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, And it's deliciously 90s It's it's great for um, like Instagram where you could put one link up there, right? So in your bio, you can put one link. So then you put your link tree link in there and then they open that up and then they can open up like 10 different links. Right. Exactly. I don't know how to do the social media. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's that's one other thing that I got real good at working in radio is is social media, because I you know, you realize when you get in there that it's not something that people have really put an effort into because live and die by the ratings. But it's something that is going to be if it's not already like the most important thing a radio station does, it very much will be. So I I had to Google everything. I had to learn how to do everything. I read like blogs that make me want to tear my eyes out because they're like blogs by people who I just know I wouldn't get along with. But I read them because they're usually right. (laughs) Do you do you find yourself now that you're kind of trying to do all of it on your own, getting interested in the parts of this process that you used to think were the worst and avoid? I'll tell you, I have gotten much more into editing. I always hated editing. And like, that was my job at the station too. So after a while, it just sort of felt monotonous because I was just taking a huge audio file, clipping it down and then posting it as a podcast. But now that I'm like actually into the 
guts of it and I have to make everything from scratch. I kind of love it. I kind of love how much control I have on the back end to take something that I didn't feel so good about recording and then chop it up and put some graphics and stuff into it that make it watchable. It's it's kind of fun. That's cool. That's a really good take on it because I don't do most things because of editing. Might as well enjoy it. I'm not going to say I, I'm loving it. That's That might be an overstatement. But like... There are certain ideas that die in a notebook. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I've come to terms with it. It's the final stage in grief over uh, over editing. Oh, boom. That's exactly (laughs) it. What advice would you give somebody, Jackson, for somebody who wants to start a YouTube channel? Like, maybe myself. Maybe I need to get off my butt here and start a channel. What advice would you give me, buddy? Well, I'll tell you. Like, my big thing is just be patient. Because it took me, I started at working at Mix 105.1 and my big initiative was the Instagram page. Cause I was like, well, if our target demo is moms, moms are on Instagram. So I, I would say figure out what your voice is and then run it through that filter. So my favorite story is actually from Maverick. Maverick, um, before their branding was kind of all over the place and it was a mess. And then they decided their, that their filter was going to be adventure's first stop. So no matter what it is, if it's a new product, a new menu item, a marketing ploy or whatever, if it doesn't fit into the adventure's first stop motto, it doesn't get put into the store. Like it might be a great idea. It might be cool, but it doesn't do that. I would say figure out what your filter is and filter everything through that. Make content that you would want to watch and make content that, um, Don't worry so much about having mass appeal. The great thing about making digital content is that you don't have to appeal to everyone. Your audience is going to find who you are. So figure out what that is and, and put it through that filter. You know what I mean? Like I, I sit through, I'll sift through probably 50 news articles before I pick the three that I'm going to talk about on morning announcements. Uh, because like, even though they're, they're interesting and even though it's, it's something that I might want to talk about with my friends, it doesn't fit like the nightcap stuff. It doesn't fit the kitschy, the gimmicky, the silly, goofy stuff that I usually like to do. So I'll just ax it. So my, my big thing would be take, take some time, maybe write down what it is that you like and figure out how those things complement each other and come up with a slogan. So mine is the kitsch minded show where we talk about toys, boys and life's other joys. It's goofy, silly, bubbly fun. If it doesn't fit that filter, sorry about it. It's got to go. I love it. And it, th- I mean, that really rings true to the the whole concept of like, you can't be good at everything, but you can be excellent at a couple of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, be aware of everything, but just really go for it. Find a North Star. Oh, yeah. I, that's great advice. Well, and I'll tell you too, like, don't get stuck on your one platform. So people also, I'll notice, will be like, I am a podcaster. I make podcasts and that's it. Or I am a an Instagram model and I only make Instagrams. You won't really know what of your content will hit where, honestly. So I'll tell you what I do is I make my full 30-minute episode of Nightcap with Nightcat every Wednesday. That gets put up on YouTube. Then I take that and I chop it up into five minute clips so that I can put clips onto my blog. I can put longer form clips onto Facebook and and Instagram. And then I take those and I make one minute clips and I put that up on TikTok. And I'm always retro. I'm taking my same content, but I'm retrofitting it to put it everywhere that it makes sense. And I never thought in a million years 
that an aging 30-year-old gay man who cannot dance would do so well on TikTok, but I just hit 10,000 followers this week on TikTok. So, nice. like that be be really patient with yourself and also understand that a following takes a long time to build. You'll find your people but you got to really put some effort in and you're going to make videos that get like three views and that's all that's going to ever happen with that video. So make sure that in the process, you're also really enjoying it. You know, it, do it doesn't make any sense to do something you hate for three views. So even if you only get three views, at least you loved doing it and you learned something from it. So your, your next video is going to be even better because you learned something from that one. Yeah, it's like you're sharing your learning experience with people. Exactly correct. <laughs> I like that. So you mentioned you had a new video come out every Wednesday, you were saying? Is that so you have like a video come out every week? Yeah, so I've got a lot going on. So I've got the morning announcements. That's the live morning stream. So there's a video every morning uh, that I, I take the live stream and I edit it down into an episode. I post that. So there's a new video every morning there. And then Nightcap with Nightcat, which is not so much entertainment focused. That's more um, stupid news, personal vlog, toy review stuff. That's every Wednesday. That drops at 7 o'clock. We do a premiere event where I chat live. It's really fun. And then I take the audio from both of those and I post that as podcasts onto the Nightcat Radio podcast. So there's fresh podcasts like every day on the on the podcast as well. And then every Friday on Nightcat Radio, I release a true crime episode, <laughs> which I know doesn't sound bubbly and fun or whatever, but I, I take true crime stories. I do it in a way where I would politely tell my grandmother the story. You know, I, I like to get into what happened and I like to learn about that stuff. But I don't like the gore and guts of it all. And I feel right. like sometimes true crime podcasts are like really into that. I'll brush over. So instead of saying she was stabbed 47 times and her eyeballs were in her mouth or whatever, I'll just be like, and then she was stabbed. Anyway, this is what happened next. <laughs> you know That's what I great. mean? Yeah. See, I think the reason that you you like it is the reason I like it, too, where you really get to dissect the dissect um, the, uh, <laughs> the psychology of people and how they interact oh, yeah. and. You know, like what what drives a person to do this, and and so it's kind of like uh -huh. this. Um, it's an it's a fascinating way to study human behavior. Oh yeah, well, and it's also like murders. The it's the number one in the Bible, right? That was the number one we weren't supposed to do. Everyone, everyone's kind of in agreement that murder's the worst thing, but it great. happens all the time. And so I guess that's what I'm fascinated by is like, if we all universally, and there's nothing we all agree on, right? Like, I, I think if we've learned anything in the last year, we can't all agree on anything uh, these days, but we all universally agree that that's the worst thing. So why does it happen every day? You know, I think that's what I'm so interested in is, is exactly that. What's the mechanics? Why is this happening? Like, there's, there's something systemically going on that is making this happen. What is it? And how can, how can I get to the bottom of it as an armchair detective? <laughs> yes, that's the best job to have. Yeah. <laughs> so where would you like to see this go, man? Where would you like to see this whole YouTube channel, podcast, nightcat, nightcap thing go? Where, uh... <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, Jackson? nightcap yeah. with nightcap. Where do you want? Where do, where do you see this going? Well, I like I said, I really only saw this as just like a side hustle to my radio stuff, just a way for me to engage my audience. I didn't expect it to turn into this with the stage lights and the everything everywhere. Like it has, and my my listeners too. I'll tell you, they they've 
jumped onto the Patreon. They have followed me everywhere. They are fierce supporters. Even after I left the radio, I have just this group of people that have been so wonderful. And I never thought that this is something that I could do as a profession. Like, I didn't think it was something that... Even though it's, like I said, I've worked in entertainment for 10 years. I've made my living this way, but I've never done it independently. It's never been something that I own and I run and I have, ultimately, I have the say over it, but I also have now all the responsibility and I have to answer to it all. And I I love it. And what I'd really like to see moving forward is I'd like to get my permit and my business license and everything for the true crime tours and do that all summer. And then in the winter, by by that point, hopefully I'll may have made enough money to buy a van so I can do van tours throughout the Down winter. Down by the river? Down by the river. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't know. You want to go take a tour start. of the river? Meet me in the van down by the river. And then I'll take you on a tour of the <laughs> And if people places. show up, they fail the murder tour. <laughs> because it's like, you never meet a guy. Have, yes. And then you have to have a sign, like, written in paint saying, free hugs with an arrow. Free puppies. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, this is, we got to create a user experience. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, it's there. fully immersive. <laughs> fully yeah. 4D. Exactly. Okay, I apologize. Oh, you're fine. But yeah, that's like, right now, that is the thing I know that I can bring the most money in on while I continue to build this digital platform. Um, I have been talking to some gamers that have given me a lot of great tips about streaming games, because I like playing video games, but I don't do like the shoot 'em up or the racers or anything. I more like to build Jurassic Parks. So I figure I'll stream like, hey, why don't we all build a Jurassic? What dinosaur should we put in here? And just like have really mellow, silly build a Jurassic Park together times. Uh, yeah, I got like a million ideas. But for right now, it's focusing on my video content, getting that out on Insta- on uh, YouTube and TikTok, and then figure out what I can do to get these true crime tours going again, because they're just so fun. And we're going to have to get you out on one for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely as soon I'm getting on your list tonight because I found Perfect. out about it today, the, the waiting list. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. Waiting list is on the link tree. Yeah. And I'll put that link at IamSaltLake.com as well uh, with this episode. So people, you can go go there, hit that tab, check Dope. it out, check Jackson out. Let's talk Salt Lake City, though. There's some Salt Lake City questions we ask everybody. I don't know if we had an opportunity to ask this back on episode 297. I think we were asking these Salt Lake City questions back then, but I'm curious now, uh, you know, especially with these true crime tours, we have family and friends that visit Salt Lake City. They come to visit us. They want to see what where we live. Uh, maybe you haven't had a visitor for a while because of, of COVID, but where do you like to take people? Where do you like to show people around to, man? What's the, what's the Jackson tour? What's, what do you like to show off? Well, I tell you, I lucked into the best neighborhood. I live in ninth and ninth and I, it, no matter what anyone says, I know everyone loves sugar house. Now I am a ninth. I, it is my favorite place in the entire city because first of all you've got like ninth and ninth proper with like the best gelato the best coffee everything is right there it's just like so convenient you can walk up and do all kinds of shopping so after after i take them through there we get some ice cream or some breakfast over at public which hello public i i'm really excited <laughs> for them to reopen in indoor dining yes but uh oh my gosh we go yes. there then over uh, to Pioneer Park, or not Pioneer Park, excuse me, Liberty Park. Liberty Park has the swan boats in the summer and the aviary. Did you know that you can get like an aviary pass? An annual membership's only like $30. So I have one of those and I'm in there constantly looking at those birds. It's the best. Uh, That's I, the like, way to do it. 
It really is. Like, it's it's such a great little uh, service. Like, it's it's a program of the city. The city runs it, so it's really cheap. And it's just as good as, like, any zoo or aquarium, quite frankly. It's so, it's lovely. If you haven't been lately, the the aviary is where it's at. And then, uh, I, have you ever been to Tonkatsu Ramen over in West Valley? I, I, I think like, I have a long like time ago. That sounds like your jam, Chrissy. Uh, uh, definitely my jam. I am almost positive I've eaten there at least once. It's a good one. It's a, that's usually where I, uh, if, if we have out of towners that really want ramen, that's usually where we go. I love that place. Um, I'm just going to have to go there again. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I, for science. have you guys been through, obviously, but well, you, you can't <laughs> just send people there without record, like trying it first. That'd be irresponsible. Right? False advertising. I completely agree. I'm glad yeah. you understand. Yeah. Have you guys been it's to the, the gateway anymore? It's a write off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. The, the gateway, the gateway yeah, has. Were, yeah. It's just, I was just gonna say it's gotten awesome lately. Like they have all those art exhibits and there's like, I don't see a lot of third spaces in Salt Lake. The third space, like, where you can just go and you're not expected to buy anything. You can just be somewhere in the city and it's fine to hang out. Gateway has really like opened that idea back up. They're an excellent third space. There's so much cool stuff to do. Plus wise guys has like open mic nights that are dirt cheap. And the comedians are actually are. I I'm sure you guys talk about it all the time on the, on the podcast, but our comedy scene here in Salt Lake is incredible. The, the, you go in for the open mic night expecting everyone to be amateurs and, and uh, they're very welcoming to amateurs if it's something that you've been interested in, but they're also just like pros that are, that are there every week and they're so funny. So I'd probably wrap up the night with a night at Wise Guys. Nice. I, I want to add to that too. I agree. The comedians in Salt Lake work really hard. Like they dedicate. Yeah, they do. And they're very, they help each other. Like they'll give each other mm-hmm. feedback. And I don't know if it's like that in other cities, but it's a, it's, they challenge each other to grow. And so that's kind of a cool, I think that's why we have such a good comedy scene. Yeah. It's a, it's a so really I agree great with community. you is what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very agreeable. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to go on the Jackson tour, the other Perfect. Jackson tour. The other one. <laughs> is there anything that you would change about Salt Lake City if you could? Like, let's say you had that opportunity, man. Well, if I could, if I had the opportunity, I was suddenly on the city council or I stumbled into the mayor's chair or something. My number one thing would be affordable housing. It is get like I like I said, when I say I lucked into this place, I lucked into it. We have like just a small time independent landlord. He's cutting us a really great deal. But this neighborhood that I love so much and, and that I think should be more accessible to everyone is pricing us all out. You know, like you, you try to buy a house right now in, in the ninth and ninth of the Liberty Wells area. Good luck. <laughs> and, yeah, and anyone it, anytime all... says they live there, I'm like, Oh, you must have had it like 20 oh, so years ago. Rich. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You're rich or it's in the family. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Our, our neighborhood is mostly all a lot of elderly people who have just had their houses forever. But yeah, it, I see these condos go up and I was like, well, certainly we're going to run out of people and we're going to have all these empty rooms and that'll drive the cost of it. And it has not at all. It's it's nuts. So um, I guess that's my big thing right now is I love this city and I, I love having new people here. It's 
if there's one thing I would have changed before, it's how not diverse I would say Salt Lake is. But there are people moving here from all over. It's really changing that way already. But now that we're welcoming these people, I'd like for them to have places to live that's not going to cost their whole paycheck. Exactly. Agreed. Amen. Dude, I, I'm I'm so glad that we brought you on the podcast or brought you back on. I'm so glad that you reached out and uh, oh hell yeah, hey, man! Chris, we're doing some some new things. Plus, it's so know? much fun to like recatch yeah. up with everything yeah. you're doing. I mean, it's was really there exciting. anything? I mean, I know we just kind of skimmed the surface. Was there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about yet? I mean, no, I. I'm still looking for jobs, so if anyone's hiring for a really cool job, I'd be interested. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm really excited to to kick this off. You know, like I I grew up a poor kid and I never really imagined that one day I might be a business owner and running my own stuff. And like I just I guess I would end by saying I'm just so grateful that the only reason I can do this is because of my audience and my listeners that have been around forever and have listened to me talk to them nonstop for five years and just, they want more and they keep it going. And I I wouldn't be able to do anything that I'm doing now if it wasn't for them. So uh, like huge shout out to them for being so hard and getting me through like the hardest moments in my life uh, and, and helping me just sort of get up and keep going every day. Like, if I didn't have to wake up and do morning announcements at 7 a.m., would I get out of bed all the time? Probably not. <laughs> so th- that's been really great. And I just look forward to doing so much more. I know it's going to get even crazier than this very soon. What that's is your so what's your website and all that? How can people find you, track you down, uh, give all that information? So right now, the best place would be nightcatshow.com, NH. Oh, oh my gosh, Jackson. N-I-G-H-T-C-A-T-S-H-O-W.com, nightcatshow.com. If you go to the about section, that has all of my social media. So that'll have not only the, the Nightcat Show social media accounts, but also my personal social media accounts, uh, emails, phone numbers, all of that will be listed there. So if you feel like reaching out to me at all, if you want to know more information or if you just want to start watching stuff, it's all at nightcatshow.com. Very cool. So glad we brought you on the podcast. Hey, Chrissy has a final question, so man. You're, you're very welcome. You're very, you. very welcome. Oh, yes. Are you ready? Uh, Chrissy has a final question. <laughs> she asks everybody that comes through here, Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to let her ask you it. Thank you again for doing the podcast. You have a great night, buddy. Hey, you too, man. Thank you okay. so much. Well, he's gone quick. Let's talk about him. Okay. <laughs> Let's gossip um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be so fun. Um, that would be good. I almost re- oh, I forgot I was going to ask you because I was imagining like having wine and hanging out. All right. I would like you to leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by. Ooh, that's so good. Because sometimes I just whisper to myself like... It's not always going to be like this, but I feel like that's kind of a downer. Like, honestly, I, that, that is the thing that gets me through the day though. I'll get up sometimes and I'll just think about how hard it's been. And I just like, it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be like this. And that attitude has gotten me through a lot. Before working entertainment, I was in the service industry (laughs) and we all know how, you know, that is, it's not always the best. But I used to wake up and I used to tell myself, it's not always going to be like this. I'd go in, I'd have a good attitude. And I've learned something from everything that I've ever done. Like from from frying, deep frying chicken to tearing movie theater tickets to being on reality. Like everything that I've done has really taught me a lesson or shaped me in a way that makes me good at what I do now. 
So, so just if something, if everything feels hard and overwhelming and exhausting, just tell yourself it's not always going to be like this. You're going to get up. Everything. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to get easy. That's the one thing I'll say. Don't tell yourself it's going to get easier. It's just going to get hard in totally messed up new ways. But that's very exciting. You know, being difficult in all new ways. That's what life's kind of about, isn't it? If everything was just easy, it wouldn't be fun. Thanks again to Jackson Carter for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website at IamSaltLake.com. And to go directly to this episode, you can type IamSaltLake.com slash 484 in your browser. Before we leave, I want to mention a couple of quick ways you can support the podcast. If you're loving listening to the content and you're like, hey, I want to help this show out. I want to give a little bit back. First and foremost, you can share your favorite episodes with your family and friends. That costs you nothing. And hey, it makes you look cool because you're like, hey, I know about this cool podcast. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, like we read the uh, review in the very beginning. We might read yours on a future episode, or you can become a Patreon supporter, right, Chrissy? Hell yeah. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Lake. Hey, you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. It's going to be beautiful this week. Support local as always. And we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>